Amen. So you're ready for the question of the week? <clears throat> well, did you notice anything new around here? Anything new over maybe around? Uh, guys have been busy. Well, let me ask you, so have you, have you ever like signed up for something and you didn't exactly know all the details of what it was you were signing up for? Anybody? Well, in that lane, uh, we, we, we need some people to help work with our kids. No, I'm, I'm kidding. We do, but that's not what I'm doing here. Maybe, maybe it was a job you had and, and there was not like a, a real specific job description. Uh, you know, maybe it was one of those real super vague things where you weren't quite sure. Or, or maybe it was a church position that you had. Maybe, maybe you either forgot what it was you were supposed to be doing or, or they never really told you to, to start with. Well, that happens. Uh, that, that happens in jobs. It happens in church. And sometimes it, uh, it happens in the life of a church that we kind of forget what it is we're supposed to be doing. And so we're in a series entitled Reset, Church Edition. Last week we talked about resetting our vision. That's who we are. We talked about that, that it's, it's important to know who we are. We want people to know as a church who we are. Whenever you get to know somebody, uh, we, we always say, who are you? Or what's your name is usually what we mean. But, but we want to know who they are as well. And, and so here's the way that we describe us as a church. We are Christ followers, we are committed family, and we're compassionate friends. And so that's who we are, but, but we also need to talk about what we do. That's our mission, and that's what we're going to be talking about this morning. And, and we get our mission statement from the Great Commission. You guys know that one, right? Matthew chapter 28. Got music going on in the background, just a little soft melody there. <coughs> so... Matthew 28, turn there if you would, if you've got your Bibles or find your, by the way, if you, if you use the U version of the Bible, you can go under events, we are there, you can click on that, all the notes are there and you can save those. If you don't know what that means, ask a kid, they'll, they'll t- show you. Are you guys with me this morning? Are you? Okay, I just want, just want to make sure. <clears throat> so Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20, and, and really... We may do this one day. We could just camp on what is just in verse 18. I don't want to leave it out because it's really the basis upon which Jesus gives us the Great Commission. He says in verse 18, Jesus came and said to them, All authority. you always to the end of the age so really it's not complicated we tend to overcomplicate things i think in in our culture but it's not complicated in essence the mission of every church is to make disciples would you agree yeah one person agrees over here the mission of every church is to make disciples and, and, and we, we talk about it in a lot of different ways, but, but I think one thing that we've made a mistake over the years, at least in the churches that I'm familiar with in Southern Baptist life, 
is, is that we've kind of divided this up, this whole making disciples things. By the way, in Scripture, Greek is, is the, the language of the New Testament. In Greek, that word that we translate make disciples is one word, and it's to disciple. So what he's saying is go and disciple all nations, not countries, but all peoples. Go and disciple all peoples. And, and we kind of break that down into two things, and we get it really from the Scripture, but if we're not careful, it can hurt us. The first part is baptizing. He says, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is what we would call evangelism. And, and you know, we, we, we talk about different ways that you can go and you can share the gospel with people. And, and, you know, back in the day, I'll be giving away my age a little bit. Anybody remember evangelism explosion? Um, continuing witness training, CWT? Anybody? It's snowing outside, just in case you're wondering. I get to watch. You guys can't. Um, someday we'll put a camera up and we'll put it on the, the side screens here for you. So, so, so evangelism, that, that's really the part where, where we lead someone to faith in Christ. And, and, and if you've done that, then, then for most people, that, that's a very decisive moment. For me, uh, I'm one of these weird people. My, my aunt had me write it down. She's the one who led me to the Lord, she and my grandmother. And so I remember mine was July the 14th, 1982, at 2 a.m. in Shirley, Texas. That's a suburb of Sulphur Springs, Texas, about an hour east of Dallas. I remember very distinctively, that was a very decisive moment. Some maybe not quite that clear uh, when you came to faith in Christ but we call that part evangelism. And, and so when Jesus is giving us the Great Commission, he, he gets to that part and he says, go and make disciples. And, and just so you know, in, in that whole passage that I just read, there's one command. You, you may have heard this preached before, and, and I don't want to step on anybody's toes, but, but I will. There's one command in there, and it's not go. Go is not a command. That's a participle. The one command is to disciple, make disciples. The other things, the going, the baptizing, the teaching, those are, are modifiers of making disciples. And, and so we kind of split this up. We, we talk about baptizing, that's leading someone to faith in Christ. The second part of that that we kind of we divide it up into is the, the teaching, and that's what we would call discipleship. How many Betty, uh, remember discipleship training? Anybody remember Training Union? Yeah, I know some of you are, what language are you speaking, right? This is old Southern Baptist life. We, I think we kind of messed up on this a while back. Somewhere along the way, we got this idea that discipling is done in a classroom with a book. And, and if, we, if we take a look at Scripture, we see it's not like that at all. Jesus and the disciples were never in a classroom. Now, they would go to the synagogue and teach, but they were never in a classroom. Discipleship is a life thing. And, and, and this is really the part that, that where Jesus says that, that we're teaching them to follow Jesus. I'm all for discipleship. In fact, I want to... I want to kind of restart a discipleship program here where we actually have a curriculum we go through some stuff but i don't want us to get confused jesus didn't say 
teaching them all that I've commanded you. That's not what he said. Some of you are going, that's what my Bible says. No, I left out a word, too, actually. He says, teaching them to do all that I've commanded you. You see, discipleship really is teaching them to follow Jesus. I don't know about you, but I learn much better by someone showing me how to do something rather than them telling me how to do something. The the whole idea behind this when Jesus is talking about go and make disciples, what he's talking about really, it's it's a life thing that you do together with them, that you're teaching them. And so the, the, the way that, that we think about it here is making disciples involves life change. Does that make sense to you? Are you with me? Can I get a witness? Thank you. <laughs> we'll start stomping around and spitting here in a little bit. Not really. Making disciples involves life change. And, and, and I think we've kind of hurt ourselves by, by separating the evangelism part from the discipleship part. And, and so for, for a while, and we, we've had lots of great tools teaching us how to share the gospel, the good news that Jesus came to save. We, we've had a lot of great tools to do that, but, but unfortunately what happened is we would, we would do that part of it and then just kind of leave it. And so we have a lot of people who've grown up in, all, the only context I know is Southern Baptist churches, a lot of people who've grown up in Southern Baptist churches who don't know really what it means to follow Jesus. Jesus nowhere that I can find in Scripture says, come and make me your Lord and Savior. That, that's not how he approached people. I can find... Oftentimes in Scripture, and in fact, every time that he calls somebody, it it, it looks something like this. Come and follow me. As he called Matthew, who was sitting at the the tax collector's table, come and follow me. With Peter and Andrew and James and John as they're fishing on the side, uh, well, they're they're on the side, uh, the the shore of the Sea of Galilee, and and he came alongside and he said, come and follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Even to the, 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 what we call the rich young ruler, the, the man who came and he says, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Man, pastors love those kind of things. Someone show up in the office and they say, you know what? I want to get right with God. How do I do that? So he comes to Jesus and says, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus names off a few of the commandments and, and the guy, and, and the Bible sometimes just says stuff. It doesn't really comment on whether it's true or not. The guy says, you know, I've done all those from my youth up. <laughs> um, I'm surprised Jesus said, what about like the command thou shalt not lie? <laughs> but, but he didn't go there. He said, well, one thing, one thing you're lacking, sell everything you have, give it to the poor, and come and follow me. You see, the whole thing about making disciples is it's teaching people to follow Jesus. Showing them, teaching them to do everything that he's commanded us to do. Not in a legalistic way, but I, I don't know about you. Sometimes I read stuff in scripture and I think, how do you do that? I, I, just, I just need to unpack that. What does that look like in my life? That's what discipleship is talking about. So, so we phrase it this way. This is the way that we phrase our mission statement. Are you ready? 
Oh, did I miss that one part? <laughs> if nothing changes, then something's wrong. Making disciples involves life change. And if nothing changes in their life, then something is wrong. Have you ever, I don't want to get too personal here. Have you ever known somebody that, that, that said that they've become a Christian and their life doesn't show it at all? Can you find that example in Scripture anywhere? Now, I'm not saying Christians are perfect. I'm not saying that we're supposed to be perfect. We're not going to be sinless this side of heaven. But it involves life change. It, it, has to, it has to involve life change. And, and if, if something's not changing, if there's, if there's not life change in there, then, then something is wrong. So, so we phrase it this way. This is how we have, have put the Great Commission into our context, what it is that we're supposed to do. Leading people into a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what we say. We want people to be in a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ. Well, what about the person who's not come to faith in Jesus yet? Well, great. I want to disciple them. I, I, want, I want to lead them into a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ. Have, have you ever had that opportunity? Have you ever, have you ever been able to, to be a part of somebody's life when, when they're asking questions about Jesus and and then they come to the place and they say, you know what? I, I want to follow Jesus. I, I want Jesus to be my Lord. That's boss and, and my Savior. And, and you've had the opportunity to lead them into a life-changing relationship with Jesus. What about the person who came to faith as a child, but, but they never really grow, grew, growed. I almost went there. But they never really grew. I want to lead them into a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ. What about the person who's walked with the Lord for 30 years? And they're what we would consider to be a mature spiritual person. Do you know what I want for them? I want to lead them into a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ. See, here's the deal. If you're following Jesus, it never stops. That this journey that we take in, in faith with Jesus never stops. So, so my desire, and I believe the Lord's desire for, for us, is that we are in a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ. It doesn't mean we're perfect. It doesn't mean that we, we don't stumble. What it means is I'm not the same today as I was yesterday. And I'm certainly not the same as I was last week or, or last month or last year. And, and so for us, making disciples, what, what I want that to, to look like is, is life-on-life connections where we together grow in our journey with Jesus. So let me, let me give you a, a few things here that it's not about. Are you ready? You guys got really quiet. Leading people into a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ, making disciples isn't about a profession of faith. I know, that's not sounding very Southern Baptist, is it? 
But I think for a long time, we thought that's what it was. That, that we get somebody to pray a prayer, we baptize them. Someone asked me, hey, <clears throat> I just started thinking, how are we going to baptize people now? In a horse trough with a cattle prod. Now, um, portable baptistry. But, but it's, not, it's not about getting them to make a profession of faith. That is that they pray a prayer, and then they're baptized, and woof, boy, they're good now. Let's move on to the next one. That's not making disciples. Making disciples isn't about church membership. Although church membership is valuable and valid, that's not making disciples. You can get people to join a church. All you got to do is give out free pizza and hot dogs and fireworks and I don't know what else. It's not about church membership. Although we are committed together. We, we, called, we said that, didn't we? Who we are? We're a committed family. We have a commitment to one another. And part of that is membership. But that's not making disciples. That's not what it's all about. Making disciples isn't even learning about Jesus. Some of you are going, uh-oh. There's this word heresy. <laughs> you see, the demons know about Jesus, and they tremble. But they're not disciples of Jesus. You see, making disciples is about knowing Jesus in a way that results in life change. That's what discipling is. I, I think of it this way. Uh, I, I love um, Andrew as he goes to his friend and, and he says, you know, we, we found the Messiah. And he says, really? You know, yeah, it's Jesus of Nazareth. No, nothing good comes out of Nazareth, right? I would pick a town around here, but you're probably from there and I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. <laughs> nothing good comes out of Texas. No, I'm kidding. Um, I'm from Texas. But, but I love the, the way that he did that. And, and he says, you know what? Why don't you come with me and see? You come with me. What a great picture of discipleship. That, that, that you grab somebody, you're, you're talking with them, and, and they might not even be a Christian. Maybe they've been burned by Christians. Maybe they've been hurt by churches. Maybe, maybe they've been totally disillusioned. Or, or maybe they, they've been taught that, that Christianity is just a crutch for the weak. And, and, and you just come alongside them. And, and you just began to teach them what Jesus told us to do in Scripture. And you began to show them with your life. To do all that he's commanded us to do. And they say, you know, I don't, I don't know about the whole Jesus thing. I mean, there's so many different beliefs and so many different faiths. And I don't know the difference between your God and Allah and the God of the Mormons or Jehovah's Witness. And why can't you, you know, if you, if you guys can't get along, why should I follow anyways? You see, you know what? Why don't you come and see? Why don't we see what the Bible says? Let's see what Jesus said. Can you imagine if we began to disciple like that? Now, just in life. Tell you what, why don't we meet? This would be my favorite. Why don't we meet at Black Bear Coffee every Thursdays at 2? <laughs> Upstairs. And, and let's just 
Let's just see what Jesus said. Then you can decide. But let me show you who Jesus is first. What if we walked with them through the struggles of life? And, and we were open and honest whenever they asked the tough questions like, if God is love, why does he allow pain and suffering? And then walk with them through pain and suffering in their life. Don't you think that discipleship would be a lot more effective? Don't you think people would do that more than saying, hey, you know what, we have this class you can come to. <laughs> If we just took seriously what Jesus said, if, if we took our, our mission statement seriously, that, that what we're about here, the thing, this is the thing that we're about here, and everything else points to this, is we're about leading people into a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ. Can you imagine if that's a message we took to a lost and dying world, to, 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 to people that have lost hope? the people that are on the verge of giving up or people that have just been beaten up by life. And, and we said to them, you know what? I want you to be in a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ. Let, let's see what that means. And then we walked with them through it. Doesn't mean that we're not going to have discipleship classes. Doesn't mean that we won't have curriculum that we can go through with them. But I think if we don't put the life-on-life life part back into discipleship, that we're going to miss it. And listen, if we miss this, then we've missed the whole thing that we're about. I don't remember if it was Peter Drucker, but one of those really smart guys like that. So there are two questions that every organization needs to ask. What's your business and how's business? So if we're to ask that as a church, what's your business? And we said, you know, it's making disciples. It's leading people into a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ. And then they said, how's business? I'm afraid that a lot of times would say, you know what? I kind of forgot what we're supposed to be doing. I forgot. I kind of forgot. That's why we're doing Kids Club. We're, we're actually discipling these kids. That's, that's why we have a youth group. We're, we're discipling the youth. That's why we do Sunday school as we gather together in, in life on life and we study the Bible. That's why we do small groups. That's why we, we, we try so hard to reach out and connect with our community. So let me ask you, what's your business? Why are you here? I think the answer for us individually is the same as the answer for us as a church. That we're called to make disciples. To lead people into a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ. Then let me ask you this. How's business? To quote the deep theo theological philosopher... Dr. Phil, how's that working for you? If we're honest, a lot of times we'd have to say it's just really not happening at all. Why don't we today, why don't we say, God, would you just reset us in our mission? Or just help us to remember what
is that we're here about. I know, I know, I know. Tomorrow we're going to get back into the stuff of life. For, for some of you, it may be this afternoon. It, for, for some of you, it might be the never-ending laundry. <laughs> the dishes that somehow can't stay clean. Work that, that never gets finished. For some of us, work that never gets to. <laughs> All of the above. Tomorrow, we're going to get back into the stuff of life. And if we're not really careful, we're going to forget why we're here. That, that really, that the reason that we are here is that we're called to lead people into a life-changing relationship with Jesus Christ. So why don't we today just say, God, can you just reset that in us? Bring, bring us back to where we ought to be so that we remember that everything else in our life, everything else in this church revolves around this one thing, and that is leading people into a life-changing relationship with Jesus. And then ask God, can you help me reorder my priorities around that? Imagine if we did that. Some of the things we thought were so important just aren't that important anymore, are they? Let's pray. Lord, it's so easy for us to get caught up in life and busyness. And even as a church, it's, it's easy for us to get caught up in, in programs and classes. And, and it's easy for us to forget why it is that you've called us here at this place at this time. God, I ask that you would reset, Lord, our mission. Help us to remember that the main thing is leading people into a life-changing relationship with Jesus. As we think of what that means in, in the life of our church in, in the days and in weeks ahead, God, would, would you just help us to, to realign our priorities? maybe restart some of our ministries, maybe just kind of bring them back and, and with that laser-like focus of leading people into a life-changing relationship with Jesus. Help us to reorder our priorities, to realign according to you. But God, more than that, I pray that you'd help us to do that in our lives. Life is so busy, it's so packed, it's so full, it's so easy for us to get distracted. God, would you help us to remember <laughs> that making disciples is the thing and everything else we do should point to that. And God, in our personal lives and our hearts, I pray that you just help us to reorder our priorities, to, to just be honest with you and, and ask you to, to change the things in our lives that need to be changed, God, so we can do what you've called us to do. Lord, as, as we yield ourselves to you, we trust you that you're going to move and work in ways that are beyond our imagination. We pray this in Jesus' awesome and mighty name. Amen.